Yeah, Sun Devils get a win on uh, Sunday against San Diego to move to 11-1. and They move into the AP Top 25. And here to talk ASU basketball, the head coach of the Sun Devils, Bobby Hurley, checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Bobby. How are you? Pretty good. Good morning, guys. Uh, we talked last week about you know the, the possibility of being ranked. You guys were right on the precipice. And I know you had said uh, leading into that San Diego game, you felt like you should be ranked. How does it feel now that you've cracked the, uh, the Top 25? And uh, how has the team reacted to it? I just I feel good for the guys. They've been rewarded. I think it's uh, justified. I mean, we uh, you know we played some some high high caliber games. We've gone on the road and doing it on neutral sites. So we've uh, you know we've been well traveled, and uh, that's that's not going to change uh, until uh, after Christmas here, as we uh, prepare to to head to San Francisco today. Uh, but I, I feel great for the guys. I, I sense yesterday in practice just. Uh, you know, focus group, um, and this game is always scary for a coach. The game right before Christmas because uh, the guys are going to go home for a couple of days, and uh, you know, after the game tomorrow night, and just want to make sure everyone's locked in and and focused on on the task here. And uh, you know, San Francisco team that uh, that beat UNLV. I'm sorry, uh, beat UNLV over the weekend, and UNLV was undefeated at the time, so. Definitely a very good opponent. Well, what's really interesting is that the Seattle Times has a guy that ranked you number eight on his ballot. Now, that's subjective. The fact that you guys rank fifth in the nation in best defensive field goal percentage, uh, that's that's a tribute to focus and, and committing to playing both ends of the floor, isn't it? Yeah, I think our uh, our athleticism, uh, you know, the guys are buying into to playing that end of the floor, and uh, you know, it starts with our ball pressure and and our on the perimeter, and we got guys that are very active. Uh, you know, Frankie Collins and Austin Nunez on the ball have done a great job, and you know, our wings have good length. Uh, you know, Des Cambridge shooting the gap on some passing lanes. Uh, Jemiah Neal with his length, uh, and then around the basket. You know, Devin Cambridge is rebounding for us. Uh, you know, uh, Warren Washington, Lonzo Gaffney are challenging shots, so it's it's hard to score in the paint. And uh, so I think the one area that we just have to get a little better in, since we are forcing teams to miss a lot of shots, is is uh, is rebounding the ball a little better. And we gave up too many uh, offensive rebounds, especially in the first half for San Diego. Bobby Hurley, the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Going going back to the scheduling, Bobby, I find it interesting on how these things are put together. You know, I'm thinking back to years in the past, even predating your time as head coach, but a lot of times this last game before Christmas would be, you know, against a smaller school at home. Um, what went into the thinking on having a, a road game uh, before the Christmas break against a, a, a good program in San Francisco? Well, it probably dates back to when I was an assistant coach at Wagner uh, College in Staten Island, and uh, it was December 21st, and we got on a bus uh, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it was an eight-hour bus ride, and we went and played number 12 Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, and uh, and we beat them, mm. and uh, certainly you know deserved to win and happy for our guys, but you think about, you know, was Pittsburgh thinking about going somewhere else, going home, not focused, uh, didn't respect the opponent enough. So um, maybe that factored into wanting to play, you know, a quality opponent, you know, like San Francisco on the road. So, you know, I, I could, you know, walk into that locker room and say, hey, look, man, they just beat an undefeated team over the weekend. They, the week before in Vegas, they lost by two to, to New Mexico. So this is a legitimate opponent and it's a road game. 
so we got to be locked in. Yeah, what's what's really cool to me is uh, prior to your arrival at ASU, the team was really not good at all um, in out of conference road games. You you have changed that around. What is the secret sauce to getting guys to embrace it, to play well on the road? What goes into that? I just think we, uh, you know, we're, we're playing defense at an elite level. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, there's a level of trust there, and and, and having confidence in your group, and um, and just having a belief that you know we could go and you know away from uh, you know from home and and have success. I think it was. Uh, we knew coming into the season we were going to have four true road games. You know, uh, in the non-conference, we have three non-conference true road games, uh, and then one in, in the Pac-12. So before before Christmas, so you know, we we scheduled our two secret scrimmages were both on the road to hopefully prepare the guys for for these situations. Talking to Bobby Hurley, the head coach of Arizona State here on Arizona Sports. Uh, in watching the game uh, against San Diego on Sunday and. To see uh, an opponent shoot 40%, and they were right at 40% for the game, is, uh, it looks weird because that's only the second time an opponent has shot 40 or, 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 or better against you this year, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and Don McLean on the Pac-12 Network during the broadcast was saying, Bobby, hey, this team is elite defensively. If the offense comes around to the level of the defense, look out. And then you look at the numbers in recent games, 70-plus points in the last three, season-high 91, you've shot uh, 40% or better from three-point range and three in a row. In your mind, how close is the offense to matching what you guys do defensively? Yeah, I thought the, the way San Diego guarded us and, and, and playing a lot of zone, it, it contributed to you know 14 of 30 from three. I'm not sure. And we got a lot of good good looks, So, um, and we have guys that are capable of making those shots. Uh, I think what I was most happy about was the assist number, and we had 21 assists for the game, and I think we had 30 made field goals, so that ratio is very good, and uh, it was less by Frankie Collins, who had 11 assists, and I've talked about him a lot in terms of uh, just getting guys involved and the impact he has with his playmaking and his vision, and uh, and guys love playing with him because he uh, uh, they know he's going to find them, and uh, so I, you know I think that spreads throughout the team, and you know we've do, been doing a better job of, of getting assisted baskets uh, recent in recent games. Let me ask you, uh, and I know you've been asked about the transfer portal a lot, but I, I want to ask you under the context of, of developments in college football where, you know, Mike Leach had barely passed away and, and uh, there were reports of coaches and, 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 and assistant coaches trying to recruit some of their players. There's been a number of football coaches who have said that things are really getting unethical in the transfer portal. You don't seem to be too phased by that. Is it different in basketball? How do you manage it? Is there trouble brewing in NCAA basketball as well with this thing? I'm sure there's tampering going on. You know, I mean, it's uh, is there, there's guys, and, and you're watching, you know, uh, our games, and and the guys that are playing well, like you'll lose sleep at night, you know, wondering, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, and it's uh, so. I think as much as it's happening in football, it's probably happening in basketball as well. So I don't think we're it's exclusive just to football, but um, you know, we want to do things the right way here and. Um, and that's important to us and focusing on our guys and our team and, and treating our players as good as we possibly can and then let the chips fall where they may.
And it's amazing, too, to see the, the, the success that you guys have had early on with the big influence of transfers. And obviously, that's by design. It's part of the game now. But how much of, of getting these guys from other programs to buy into what you do, Bobby, is um, is by design? How much of it is a crapshoot? And, and how much of it is unknown when you when you get these guys? Well, you try and do your homework and get as much information as possible and, and talk to these guys as much as you can and try and get a, a, as an honest, a true read as you, as you can you can formulate and, and then make the best decision you can. And just talking with, you know, Des Cambridge and Warren Washington and uh, th- those guys want to play in the NCAA tournament and they saw opportunity to play. And they saw that, you know, we struggled to score last year. So Des Cambridge. Well, I could I could help, and I could see myself, you know, putting this team over the top. And I think Warren Washington saw, you know, Jalen Graham decide to to move on, and he saw a big void there for him to step in and have a, a really good role. And and then there, there was a core guys that we talked about that were coming back that mm-hmm. we felt like this could be the type of team that we're turning into right now. And and then Devin Cambridge, you know, brought some some winning habits, you know, to the program. He had been at Auburn that had been to the NCAA tournament and been competing for for championships there. So, uh, and and Frankie was uh, just a blessing to get him because he just. You know, he was a capable player, just didn't have the opportunity yet to show what he could do. So I think we were able to to strike gold in, in the portal this year. Oh, well, Bobby, uh, best of luck yeah. against San Keep Francisco. Keep it going, man.